acrophobia, claustrophobia, arachnophobia. These are a few of the phobias that I personally have, and that is the fear of heights, the fear of confined spaces, and the fear of spiders. Some other phobias that I found interesting were pistantrophobia, which is the fear of getting hurt by someone in a romantic relationship. Then you have atichophobia, which is the irrational and persistent fear of failing. And my favorite of all, hippopotamonstrosis cupidaliophobia, which is the fear of long words. Now, I'm not even going to go into how long it took me to learn that pronunciation, but I can relate to that news reporter in Scotland who had to learn the name of that city. Just up the road from the temperature got to 21 Celsius. One of my favorite phobias is that of Pastor David Cook from International Bible Church here in San Antonio. And he said that his greatest fear is that on the day he dies, he's going to stand before God and God's going to say, David, I had this much planned for your life and you accomplished this much. As I've grown in my walk with God, this fear has also become my greatest fear as well. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not here on earth panicking and afraid that I'm never going to be good enough in the eyes of God, but rather it's a healthy realization that my time on earth here is very short and I want to accomplish every last bit of God's plan for me here. I heard once that when people die, that their deepest regret is not the things that they did, but the things that they didn't do. I also heard this definition of hell, that people experience hell in the last few moments before they die, where the person they became meets the person that they could have become. If you haven't read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, my God, you are missing out on one of the best pieces ever written. And I highly recommend the Audible audiobook version over the hard copy version because of the podcast interview that is included with it. And it's David Goggins sharing with us his entire life. And it is one of the most inspiring, one of the most motivating stories that you will ever hear. Now, fair warning, he curses like nobody's business. And there's more F-bombs than the Wolf of Wall Street. But just listening to the story, it made me cry. It made me shout. It made me pause the audiobook and just slow clap. It made me laugh. It made me feel like I can run a hundred miles on broken legs whilst pissing blood. So I definitely recommend it. But the ending of the book was one of the greatest endings I have ever read. And it was David Goggins giving his perspective on what meeting God will be like. Have a listen. Let's say that you're God. Yeah. Let's say that you guys, you know, for those of you who read my book, get the audio book or the hardcover, whatever. I used to weigh 300 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I was 175 in high school and 300 pounds. Yeah. Let's say that I didn't improve myself at all. I die at 75 years old. I'm 300 pounds. I worked for Ecolab my entire life, making $1,000 a month. That's what I made. Yeah. And I go to heaven, and you're God. And you have a big, long line of people. And I'm standing in line. I'm coming up. I'm next. So you have Mary Ann. And Mary Ann, you're talking to her, you're judging her. And I'm like, what, what, what the hell does God have in his hand? What, yeah. What's that paper? Yeah. And so God tears it away and throws it in the trash can, and Mary Ann goes walking away. Yeah. Now, you have a piece of paper in your hand, and I'm next. And God says, sit down, David. David Goggins. That's right. David Goggins on top of the paper. And I say, and God gives me the paper. Mm-hmm. And I look at it. And I'm reading this paper, and on the paper I'm seeing all these amazing things. You were a 185-pound athlete. You ran all these crazy races. You broke records. You were a Navy SEAL. You were the only person to do this, do that, do everything. You had a a, a best-selling book, man. You changed millions of lives. And I look at God, who is you right now, and I say, um, this says David Goggins up here, which is my name, God, but this isn't me. I'm like, like, you know, I think you gave me the wrong 
the wrong paper. And God says, no, because God knows all. God sees all. And God looks at me and says, this is what you should have been. This is, this is what you should have been. Yeah. This is what you should have been. Yeah. You should have been this. We all have a choice in the world. Yeah. God, or whatever you believe in, knows what you're supposed to be, knows what's inside of you. Yeah. But most of us take the choice that makes us feel good. Yeah. We're not willing to break through those barriers mm -hmm. to find. Cause so, so my whole mindset was this. That's how I visualize. I visualize that one day I will be judged by something much more powerful than me. Yeah. And my whole thing is, while I'm living on earth, God knows everything about David Guys. Mm -hmm. Even God, I want God to be up there with a pen, get another piece of paper saying, he did what? I didn't even know he'd do that. I didn't know he'd do this. I know. So I want God to be impressed with how I turn out. Yeah. Which means I want to check off every single box of all the possibilities of what I'm supposed to be in life. Yeah. Leave nothing to question in my life. In the book, David Goggins talks about how he would win a race, but he wouldn't be there to collect the medal because he was gone. He was already on his way to the next race. Now, most of us will never be as tenacious as David Goggins, but I just love that mentality that is constantly, not satisfied, just constantly looking to improve and accomplish the next best thing that a human being can do. Now, we can't surprise God. God's not up in heaven writing things down and all of a sudden, oh, I, I didn't know he can do that. You know, we're not going to take God off guard by the things that we do. But God does have a plan for each and every one of our lives. And this plan far outweighs any life that we can make for ourselves. In Isaiah 55, 8, God says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. Now, God doesn't just give us good works for us to do. He also enables us to do them. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. The truth is, you and I will stand before God one day. Whether you believe it or not, we're going to stand before God in front of Him and give a full account of our lives, everything that we did here on earth. And He will say one of two things, either, depart from me, I never knew you, or, well done, my good and faithful servant. I pray that we live our lives in such a way worthy of those latter words. That's all I have to say for this one, so stay hard!